0: Welcome to the Stop Ruining My Childhood Podcast.
1: A sometimes nostalgic, sometimes cynical look back at pop culture. Join us as we revisit movies, cartoons, and live action TV of the eighties and nineties and ask the question, Does this hold up? Or did I just ruin my childhood?
0: My name is Megan.
1: And I'm Steve.
0: And today is our first bonus episode. Bonus,
1: bonus.
0: For St. Patrick's Day, we had a choice, and we chose Leprechaun. Um, the movie starring Warwick Davis, which you can stream on Tubi for free or you can rent on Amazon for I think right now two ninety nine. And we also have links for that on our website. So if you follow us and go on our blog at StopRuiningMyChildhood.com, you can find links for that as well as links to buy the snack that we are about to eat. So in,
1: in honor of leprechaun the somewhat horror comedy movie we chose lucky charm cereal
0: which are mentioned about five times in the leprechaun they are movie. mentioned
1: in the leprechaun movie yeah
0: so before we dig in here what are your memories of lucky
1: charms in my household we were cereal house my brothers and i both would eat cereal for breakfast but also we had the option My mom did not run a restaurant, so you either ate what was for dinner... I love it. ...or if you didn't want to eat what was for dinner, you could have cereal. Oh, okay. And so often we would have cereal... You know, not often. My mom was a good cook. It's not like we hated her food. But if it was something that we didn't care for or we didn't want to eat... We could. We did have the option of having cereal. So sometimes we had cereal as, as a dinner replacement. Sometimes we had it for breakfast. Um, and Lucky Charms was one of the options that we did have.
0: So I, we kind of weren't allowed to have sugary cereals very often. But with this, there are a couple memories. The first is that I would, and I am going to today when we eat it. Um, I save the marshmallows and then I eat all the marshmallows. So it's just it's more like. The cereal and then the marshmallows.
1: That's how you eat. Lucky That's farms. how you eat Lucky That's Charms. Get- I have left all of the marshmallows. Yeah,
0: in my- we we started because we didn't want to be chomping on cereal the whole time we were talking. The second thing is that oh, so Lucky Charms started in 1964, and it was it was trying to combine Cheerios with a, a retro snack we're never going to have on the show, and that is Circus Peanuts.
1: Oh God no we're never gonna have circus peanuts (laughs) we're
0: never gonna have circus peanuts because it's terrible that's the one retro snack we are not willing to revisit we both hate circus peanuts but yeah so he was trying to do that and somebody at general mills said what if you you know charm bracelets are really popular right now in the 60s so why not try to make a cereal around that and he came up with this character the leprechaun who by the way lucky the leprechaun is not on the british version I don't know if that's because the British have different rules for advertising to kids, which very clearly from some of the shows we've watched, Americans have no issue with advertising to children. Um, But one of the things that I remember is that they changed the marshmallows. The first change, I think, was in the 70s. But the second change, I remember they had this big buildup and they kept advertising now this is 1983 so it had to be sticking in my mind because the ads were everywhere what was the new marshmallow going to be and it was purple horseshoes
1: purple horseshoes yes. and
0: um also the first the first um iteration of this didn't have frosting on the cereal itself okay and it didn't sell as well So yeah, unsurprisingly, kids liked the frosted version better. And it is gluten-free. So if you have celiacs like me, you can enjoy Lucky Charms.
1: And I believe the Purple Horseshoes were not the last edition.
0: No, no, they've added tons of different... There's like a
1: rainbow in there now that I see. Yeah, the
0: red balloons. I'm seeing something weird, and I had to look it up, and that's a unicorn.
1: I was just going to say, is there a unicorn in here?
0: Yeah, they went through a bunch of different, and they've had different special editions. They also had a chocolate Lucky Charms, which you did not buy for us today. So my other memory of this is that I worked at a summer camp and the kitchen one day for breakfast made um, rice crispy treats, but out of Lucky Charms. And it had never occurred to me to make cereal treats with a different type of cereal. And I was like, what deliciousness is this? Because it's... Um, and all the campers went crazy because it was it's already got marshmallows yes. in it. So you're adding marshmallow to marshmallows. They were a huge hit and... Um, Some of us may or may not have snuck into the camp kitchen to have some extras (laughs) at the end of the day. So, all right.
1: Well, the marshmallows, as you mentioned, too, that's, I've saved all the marshmallows for my last bite Mm. here. And the thing is, is this is, there's a science to this. You have to take all the marshmallows, which is a few spoonfuls, Mm. and you have to put them all in your mouth, in the cheek. Mm. And you chipmunk them. And then you suck the milk out. Oh, that's gross! And it becomes one big ball of marshmallow.
0: No, I don't like. How and then you it.
1: eat it. That's how it's done. People are, li-
0: people are listening to this. No, do not please. Okay, Steve is chipmunking his his marshmallows. I don't even want to describe it for you guys. I just had my last bite. Marshmallows taste like cotton candy. I forgot what the like I I forgot what this tastes like. So, yeah, the cereal part a little bit bland, but the marshmallows, mm.
1: Yeah, just straight sugar basically.
0: Yeah, and basically so Steve asked me, "Oh, they're gluten-free. What are they made of?" and I was like, "Oats and sugar essentially yeah. and some milk solids and fats in there."
1: So, out of 5 four leaf clovers. How mm. many do you give this?
0: I'm going to give it four four-leaf clovers. It's not as good as the dreamsicle or the creamsicle I had last time, but it's, it's up there.
1: I, too, will give it four four-leaf clovers right. because I think it's not the greatest. It's, it's no candy cigarette.
0: I hate it. Okay, candy cigarettes are garbage. <laughs> Sorry, okay, but if you have not listened to the episode on Cheers, go back and listen to it because we we try candy cigarettes. We
1: vastly differed on our candy oh, cigarette, yeah. but ratings. we're on, we're
0: on the same page with uh, Lucky Charms. Four out of five four leaf clovers. Yes. So that's what we're rating today. Um, we do one out of five for the snack and one out of ten for the. Show What we're going to do now is Steve's going to give a summary, and then I'll give some history and some fun facts. We'll take a break, and then we'll get into our recap and our review. So So, tell us what happened in Leprechaun.
1: 1993's Leprechaun. It it was meant to be a horror film, although it has some comedy pieces to it. I'm assuming, I guess it was much funnier now to me probably than when I was younger. Um, But it's an interesting premise you know there's a leprechaun who's chasing his stolen gold but he's murderous so it's gotten a little bit outside of the the original fairy tales and it starts off with an old man who has stolen his gold the leprechaun's chasing him the the leprechaun kills his wife and the old man basically traps the leprechaun under a four-leaf clover inside this crate
0: kills his wife by the way before the credits have finished
1: oh yeah right off the bat (laughs) you know that's the trademark of a great horror film is when you get a death right before the credits, okay? I mean, right off the bat, you have to start by setting the scene. Flash forward 10 years. This guy and his daughter are moving into the house that's been abandoned for 10 years now. they have th- There's three work hands that are helping them. Their names are Nathan, Alex, and Ozzy, and they are the three guys who paint that's written on the side of their truck. Um, so they're kind of helping get the place ready Alex
0: is a little kid
1: Alex is a little kid, Nathan is like the heartthrob that Jennifer Aniston's character is supposed to be into
0: and he's supposed to be Alex's older brother Yeah,
1: and then Ozzy is like their friend who's an adult who it looks like has a bit of like a a developmental disability Um, and so the premise is that Ozzy ends up going downstairs and accident he releases the leprechaun Um, the leprechaun's going around trying to find his gold. Alex and Ozzy stumble across the gold and find it, and then they hide it again in a a well so nobody can find it, and they don't tell anybody. And, yes, Ozzy accidentally, he says, oh, you know, the way that you can tell if it's real gold is by biting into it, but then he accidentally swallows the gold coin, so all the rest of them they hide in the well. And so it goes through, obviously, your normal slasher film where the leprechaun is basically killing all of these people along the way. Typical, you know, this is the thing that came into play with... Friday the 13th, mm. Jason started killing people in weird ways. Oh, okay. Right? And so one of the things about Friday the 13th movies is you're always like, how is he going to kill them? It's not just going to be stabbing with a knife, right? Leprechaun kind of takes that uh, to the next level as well, and we'll talk about that a little bit in the recap pieces. So it goes on as he's chasing them, and you know he basically is killing people all along the way. Then they find out that the original guy is still alive, so Jennifer Aniston goes to find out how he stopped the leprechaun. And he he, the leprechaun has gotten to him already, but he's not quite dead yet. And he tells her, "You need to get a four leaf clover freshly picked."
0: Literally, his dying breath. Yeah, his
1: dying breath. You know, you have to get a four leaf clover. The well. um, and there's a patch by the well. Mm-hmm. So she rushes back to the house where all the boys are um, holding off the leprechaun, and she starts trying to find it. Uh, meanwhile, you know, she gave the leprechaun back the gold that the boys had hidden the problem is, is it wasn't all the gold there was a hundred coins and only 99 were there because Ozzy had swallowed one so now they can't give that coin back and so now they're trying to find a way to stop the leprechaun so all of them start trying to find a four-leaf clover they're digging through the patch finally they do find one and the leprechaun's attacking them and Alex takes the four-leaf clover and sticks a Sticks it around a piece of gum and fires it with a slingshot into the leprechaun's mouth, which basically kills the leprechaun or at least starts to like disintegrate him from the inside out because four leaf clovers like make him vulnerable and also hurt him. He starts to fall down the well. Nathan grabs a can of gas, dumps it down the well, lights a match, throws it, and blows up the well. So they kill the leprechaun, and they all get to kind of live. And as as the credits are starting to roll, you hear the leprechaun curse the well and basically say that it's going to hold his soul until he can get his gold someday.
0: Right. So there's this promise, like in most slasher films, that That he could be back. That he could be back. Exactly. Yeah. So... It's interesting that you pick up uh, and and you've said a couple times that it's like horror but kind of comedy And essentially, the history of this movie is really interesting to me. And we did kind of pick it randomly for St. Patrick's Day. There were a couple different choices we could go with. And Steve was like, let's revisit Leprechaun. But there was a production company called Vidmark that had done a lot of like straight to video stuff. They wanted to go into like films that would be released in the theater. So they expand into being Trimark. Trimark put out a couple movies before this. But this was the first movie that was fully produced in-house for Trimark. So other movies they distributed, but they hadn't like fully produced. And its original incarnation was supposed to just be a straight horror film. Warwick Davis had done Willow a couple years before this. Mm -hmm. So he was looking for a new vehicle and he found this movie or this movie was pitched to him. And when he read it, he was like, I like the idea of being a villain because I haven't really done that. right." And Willow, he's a hero. Mm -hmm. But... I think that this needs a little bit of comedy. So he, it was kind of his leading that character in that direction to do the kind of corny rhyming and yep. to be over the top. And I, I think in some ways that that's the right choice because it would have been... It's not a great, I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil the end, but I don't think this is a great movie, but um, well, I think it was the right choice to, to make it a horror comedy and not just a straight horror. And apparently the production company thought so too. They had a number of sequels and reboots after this, um, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun 3, Leprechaun 4 in space, Leprechaun in the hood, and Leprechaun back to the hood. Um, in successively, 94, 95, 97, 2000, and then in 2003. So Warwick Davis was in all of those. Yes. Then they kind of rebooted and they did Leprechaun Origins, which was not with Warwick Davis and was a little bit more of just straight horror as opposed to the comedic horror that had been with Warwick Davis. And then in 2018, a straight-to-DVD release leprechaun returns which did not star warwick davis either but does have the actor who played ozzy
1: oh really come back
0: as ozzy so um mark holton reprises his role um yeah so i it's interesting that this movie that has really been kind of critically panned You know, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 27% from critics, a 32% from audience. They're not that far apart. A lot of times they are, but here they're not. But it's interesting that a movie that was so critically panned has kind of been kept alive and come back in all of these different forms. Jennifer Aniston is Tori, yes. the spoiled girl who wants to be in L.A., and instead she says she's in New Mexico, and her dad's like, we're in North Dakota.
1: Yeah, very different. <laughs> very
0: different. Um, but she's like, who cares? Out in the middle of nowhere. Warwick Davis was interviewed, and he basically said that she kind of— denies having this movie on her cv and she says it's like the worst movie she's ever done she doesn't like
1: one of her very first movies i believe yeah it's
0: before so she was on some tv shows like she was in the tv version of ferris bueller's day off she played the sister but it's the year before friends comes out right so they probably filmed it in 92 and then it came out in 93 but Friends comes out in 94. So this is Jennifer Aniston with bangs and... um, A little
1: darker hair. They highlight her hair in Friends.
0: Yeah, and they gave her the the Rachel haircut and all that. Um, But she didn't like that either. But what Warwick Davis says, I just want to read you this quote. He says... I love the Leprechaun movies. I love that people always ask me about them. We had no idea when we were making the first movie that we'd even do one sequel, let alone five. And even though we haven't made a Leprechaun film in almost 10 years, people still love them and talk about them a lot. And that's pretty incredible. Making the sequels was always interesting for me. And then basically he goes on to say that, He dug into the character a little more in the sequels. He felt more comfortable with it. He brought out a lot of the humor. He felt like he could play with the audience. Right. Which I think is kind of interesting and kind of cool.
1: The thing about Warwick Davis, too, is he's... he was a phenomenal actor and sometimes it's overlooked because a lot of times people feel like there weren't a lot of little people actors to begin with yeah so like it's easy to get work if you're a little person actor but he, because he had a lot of roles right we had willow he's in the leprechauns he was in time bandits which is a tremendously under represented movie
0: and later on in harry potter he's
1: in harry potter yes yeah. he's in all of these movies but it wasn't it wasn't just because he was a little person actor. He was a great actor. A he was very actor. good at it, yeah. and he brings things to each character that he that he does.
0: I almost wish that we were talking about Willow because that yeah. movie we watched that like maybe two years ago when it came on Disney Plus, and um, it just he's amazing in that. And in this vehicle, he does his best. I'll say
1: it. Well, that way. it shows depth. It does because show it's death. a very different character yeah, that's
0: true yeah so that's just some history um and some of our thoughts on the people in it and where they were at the time and some some fun facts before we talk about it so here we're just going to pause for a brief break and when we come back we'll get into our memories and we'll do the full recap and review This podcast is supported by its creators
1: and listeners like you.
0: Help keep our show ad-free by visiting our website, StopRuiningMyChildhood.com.
1: There you can find links to our social media.
0: And this very podcast you're currently listening to.
1: Both Megan and I are authors, and you can find links to our books on our About page.
0: And on our Watch With Us page, you can find videos and links for all the shows and movies we discuss on the podcast.
1: And more importantly, links to buy the nostalgic snacks we review as well.
0: We also post bonus content about once a month.
1: So like, subscribe, and follow.
0: For a small independent podcast like ours, it really does make a difference. Thanks. And now back to the show. Okay, so we're back uh, once again. I'm Megan.
1: And I'm Steve.
0: And we are going to talk about our memories of Leprechaun. Do you remember this at all?
1: I completely remember this because I was 16 when Leprechaun came out. All right. Right, so I was in high school, so this definitely would have been the type of movie I would have gone and seen in the theaters. And um,
0: made out with somebody in the back row.
1: No, I would not <laughs> want someone to, like, be interrupting my movie.
0: Especially um, a slasher. Especially
1: film. a slasher film, right? Right. Um, Yeah, I've always been a fan of slasher films since I was very young. Probably five or six years old. I saw my first Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, The thing about slasher films is even the terrible slasher films I will watch. It beckons to my childhood. I'm not sure why. But this had some of those classic pieces in it, right? Which I really liked. What are your memories, I guess, before we get into review?
0: Yeah, so I... (sighs) 93... Would I have been Allowed to watch this I would have been Eighth grade I probably If it had Interested me I don't remember Seeing any ads For it And I don't remember It in theaters I saw it At a um, A slumber party Where people are like This movie's hilarious We should watch this And it's like Okay we're We're in high school And we're gonna watch A slasher film And then That is it I remember What he looked like And I remember Nothing else From the movie So my guess is Depending on When I saw it in high school, which is questionable, either we were having a little party with maybe some drinks we shouldn't have had, or I fell asleep because I really remembered nothing about this movie. And I know that we also watched Leprechaun 2 because I vaguely remember the beginning of Leprechaun 2, I think. He's in Ireland, and he's watching a girl, and she sneezes, and if nobody says, bless you, he can take her. That's the only thing I remember. Okay. So, yeah, I don't really, I didn't really remember anything from this movie, but um, what were some of the highlights in terms of you're talking about slasher like genre?
1: Some of the pieces I picked up on for my review sort of as we talk about this is, first off, before I even get into the kills, obviously, which are something you have to look at at slasher films, I want to just point out Jennifer Aniston's character, well, this is not a masterpiece piece of writing let's just point point that out jennifer aniston's character i put down she starts the movie as like the biggest girly girl she's got her high heels and she's talking about how she wants to be in la in
0: a really short dress in
1: a really short dress then she lectures nathan about women's rights yeah when she's literally been the stereotype of like this rich snobby girl yeah she
0: goes from being like i'm afraid of the dust in the basement to don't tell me nathan i'm not afraid of anything and girls and then she makes her dad keep her bags there and not
1: leave so that kind of threw me a little bit but i was like okay i'll stick with it and then she seemed to be more about impressing nathan Kill-wise, Leprechaun, first kill is with a pogo stick, right?
0: No, the first kill is throwing her down the stairs. Well, I
1: don't count the old lady. She was dead at the crash. Oh, no! Okay? I mean, she was going to go anyway. She tripped, right? No. Uh, <laughs> the first real kill in this... Poor Ten years later, mm-hmm. he kills the coin dealer. Yes. And it's with a pogo stick because, of course being a leprechaun they've decided that he's childlike and has toys which is more of an elf thing but i'm gonna go with it
0: it really uh, yeah so the surprising thing to me is that we're talking about what a great actor warwick davis is but this seemed almost kind of demeaning to little people they have him riding a tricycle they have him playing on a pogo stick but it is what you were saying the creative way to kill somebody
1: right he basically pogo sticks on this guy's chest until he's dead yeah
0: it's quite graphic um,
1: which is excellent I mean, you've never seen Jason or Freddy do that. That's true. Um, Then he kills a cop while playing hide-and-seek. Again, you've got this kind of childish thing connected to it. And he often lures people in by using child voices.
0: Yeah, he's singing nursery rhymes, which is one of the things in scary movies that creeps me out the most. People singing nursery rhymes in a minor key. Yes. And also, when a swing moves independently with no
1: wind. Yes.
0: <laughs> those are the two things that uh, creep me out.
1: At one part, he's in a go-kart, which he makes himself in a barn. And then he drives this little... I mean, I say go-kart. It's really more of like a Power Wheels. Like the little kids drive around. Yeah. And he runs it into their pickup truck and rolls the pickup truck it was with f- his little power wheels. I thought it
0: was a farm ATV. No, with a pitchfork on well, it. Well,
1: I think it, maybe it was, and he turned it into a little go kart. Yeah, with magic. You hear him making it, right?
0: With magic. Um, and he th- steals another little car too at one point. He does. From the co- the coin dealer is also an antique shop. Yes. So there's these antique toys, oh. and that's where he gets the pogo stick.
1: Yeah, and so that was kind of part of it. I noticed this thing comes up in the middle of the story where he mentions that he used to be a shoemaker by trade, and then they throw in this shoe-shining compulsion.
0: Which I have to say, for me, this was one of the funniest bits of this movie. One of the only funny bits, but one of the funniest bits that... Because he's a leprechaun, he's like the the shoemaker in the elves story
1: again. Elf, not leprechaun. not leprechaun. I feel like they're getting mixed.
0: And and yeah, the Irish guy Danny yes. calls him one of the wee folk. And I really wish that they had kind of dug into those legends a little bit. But the idea that he's like the elves and the shoemaker, and then he kills somebody and then shines their shoes after—it's it's, it's
1: really—it's also funny. it's a compulsion. Yeah. Because at one point he's ransacking their house looking for his gold coins. He sees the shoes and stops ransacking and polishes and matches all the shoes together. Like in the middle of looking for his gold, he's like, oh, shoes. And then another part, they actually distract him by throwing all their shoes into the dirt. And he starts running out and polishing them. And they're able to get away from him. Yeah, which like, is such a great... I just did, at least they followed up with it, right? Did. At least later it was used as a plot Yeah, they have piece. a callback. Here. So I liked that. But I, at the same time, I'm like, what the hell is going on with this?
0: <laughs> so the creative ways of killing... The the thing with Jennifer Aniston's character, and I want to say this. I'm, I might try to link this on the blog there is a great compilation video on YouTube of characters from sitcoms from the nineties women going, well, it's the nineties now. And like, there's something about the nineties. There was this like kind of phrase being thrown around in media. Like it's the nineties now women can do anything. Like we're, we're well past the women's movement, right? We had like on time magazine, the year of the woman. So she says this to Nathan Jennifer Aniston's character, Tori, she says to Nathan, it's the 90s now. Women can do anything. And I found that hysterically funny. It wasn't like supposed to be comedically funny, but it just made me laugh. Um, We have to talk about the other two characters, though. So there's three guys who paint. Ozzy is a little bit slower, and we remembered Ozzy surprisingly from uh, League of Their Own. He, he's the adult version of the kid who makes fun of the team. He's one of the women's sons. But yeah. well, Where did you know him from? I
1: remember Mark Holton from Teen Wolf. Mm. He plays Chubb, who's on the basketball team with Michael J. Fox, and then he returns in Teen Wolf 2 and plays Chubb again, but he's on the boxing team in college with Jason Bateman, who plays Michael J. Fox's cousin.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So he
1: was one of the casting pullovers from the original.
0: And he's also in Stiltskin, which was done by the same group of people, basically which is interesting that they have another
1: like another kind of another fantasy movie, made horror.
0: Yeah, with kind of a small statured yes. villain. Yeah, so I thought that I thought that he did a great job as Ozzy. He doesn't play the character, you know, it's very clear he's a little slow, but he doesn't play him stereotypically. Yes. Now the kid, Alex. What did you think about Alex?
1: I'm gonna just say this right now, for the record, on our podcast. I have never desired to see someone murdered as much as I did Alex. <laughs> I kept Why couldn't that he too. have killed Alex? I don't that know. That kid needed to die.
0: Alex is played by Robert High Gorman and he was also in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead where I think he plays essentially the same character if I'm recalling it correctly he is so obnoxious
1: totally obnoxious
0: and I'm hoping that that says a lot about the actor I hope that it's just that the actor is such a good actor that he's playing this kid but he's playing a brat and he's smarter than everybody else at one point the truck breaks down and he goes to fix the truck
1: yeah like it's...
0: Nathan you're 20 go fix your your own truck yeah and the kids
1: like 12
0: yeah let's have this 12 year old do it and he oh so at one point they find this gold now okay we haven't talked about the gold but there's a hundred pieces of gold when they take it to the coin collector he's like this would be worth about about five hundred dollars right i looked it up and essentially today a gold piece from the u.s mint now these are obviously they're supposed to be magical and very old But yeah, two hundred and sixty to about seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah. So, Steve, I did the math
1: real quick in my head, and so he's got a bag that's worth fifty thousand dollars. Okay. What manner did Mister O'Grady think? What mansion did he think he was going to buy for fifty thousand dollars? And we
0: didn't mention too that Danny O'Grady comes home after after finding this gold. He was in Ireland for his mom's funeral. He trapped the leprechaun. He comes back with this gold, and he is in a limo. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, Mary, we're going to move, and we're going to get ourselves a mansion. We're
1: going to buy a mansion. Then we find out it's only fifty grand. That's fifty
0: grand." Which even back then, I mean, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but
1: you're not going to buy a house for fifty grand. No, you couldn't buy a regular, like a mansion. I'm saying you couldn't buy it just a nice cottage for fifty grand.
0: I mean, maybe in North Dakota, maybe in North Dakota (laughs) in the 1990s and 80s. If anybody is from North Dakota, I'm talking about. Yes, the it's supposed to be 10 years before the movie starts. 1983, North Dakota. You could probably get a nice cozy cottage, but not a mansion. But you're not going to live in a mansion. And yeah, so. Steve turns around and he goes, it's just 50 grand? Like, that's what they're fighting over? And I said, yeah, I thought that the bag looked small. But they are um they find this gold, Ozzy and Alex. And Alex says, Ozzy, we could do anything we want now. We're rich. We have all this gold. We could get an operation for your brain. To which Ozzy says, well, why do I need an operation for my brain? And Alex like, to make you smarter. And he's like, Oh, I don't... I don't. He but says, I am smart. And, it, and Alex goes, yeah, but now people won't make fun of you. He
1: goes, yeah, but you're not. And people, people, people won't say things about you anymore. And Ozzy goes, people say things? And he goes, well, behind your back.
0: Yeah, only behind your back. So he's just ruined Ozzy's life. Yeah.
1: And, and then later, call- later, there's a callback. And he says, we were going to save it for the operation. And Jennifer Aniston's character, Tori, says... You know, there's no operation to fix Ozzy's brain. Like that's not a thing. And he says, "Well, I know that, but Ozzy doesn't. But Ozzy didn't know that. You put it in <laughs> yeah. his mind. It's
0: totally your idea, and you're a liar, and you're a jerk. Yeah. And I wanted to let you the did it just to, to
1: you. ruin Ozzy's life.
0: Completely, completely ruined like, Ozzy's life. Like, like no put reason.
1: a pogo stick through this kid's skull. I've never cheered for, for, uh, for a villain as much as I did in this movie for Alex to get killed.
0: So I will say, the thing is, you know, we're trying to hit some high points and low points. I wrote on my notes... I have to look at them for a second. But yeah, it was like 32 minutes in and there had been about five minutes worth of action. The editing on this movie is so incredibly slow. And it's what's upsetting about that to me is that it is a really good concept. I think it would have worked straight horror. It works comedy horror. A lot of people compared it to Chucky. And I think that that is mean to do to Warwick Davis but the idea that you have a kind of smaller antagonist and it's ripping people apart and it's a slasher film and it's comedy and horror there should be that kind of tone right. but i don't i haven't seen that movie in a really long time but i don't think it's it plays as slowly as this movie i mean honestly if we weren't watching it for the podcast i don't i would have fast forward <laughs> a lot of it a lot of yeah. it
1: there there was there was a few gags that really I'm not going to say, not only did was the comedy unnecessary in some parts, but it was timed poorly. Like, they're in the middle of a chase where Jennifer Aniston's on her way to the hospital to go see O'Grady to find out the weakness to the Leprechaun. And he's like attached to the back of her jeep with roller skates like trying to kill her they take a quick corner and he comes off the jeep he roller skates through a fence and leaves a leprechaun shaped hole like in a cartoon which was also in a- the middle of a deadly scene
0: it's exactly what happened in Roger Rabbit too. I know. So they're copying. but at least that
1: was supposed to be a comedy.
0: Yeah, and it well, and it's supposed to be a cartoon, right. As well. So yeah, the idea that there would be a perfect leprechaun shaped hole in this fence, it was kind of funny. But you're right; the timing is just off. I will say there are a couple chase scenes where they do some very interesting camera work. They film things from um, Warwick Davis's point of view, so it's at that level yes. of like about three feet up. They also do the same thing when he's he's at one point under a car stroking Jennifer Aniston's legs, yes. and she thinks it's Nathan flirting with her.
1: <laughs> which, she just met Nathan, like, that day. Yeah. And she thinks he's under the truck rubbing her legs, which yeah. didn't seem weird to her.
0: I would have found it odd, but, you know, I don't know. But Despite it's all 90s. her feminism. Right, exactly. But, yeah, so there are some really interesting pieces of cin- cinematography. I also thought, as a highlight for me, the score, I thought was actually pretty good, and I looked it up because I had time. Uh, in between the, oh, no, and long, long shots that weren't really (laughs) close edited. There were two guys who did the score, Kevin Kiner and Robert Walsh, Robert Walsh did a lot of score for cartoons. So he did like My Little Pony Transformers, G.I. Joe and he did some stuff for Gem, Fraggle Rock okay. and then Kevin Kiner did CSI Miami, Narcos Star Wars Clone Wars Jane the Virgin, Titans um, Dead Like Me. So the, the people who did this score really they're composers for a lot of things and I think that shows. I thought the music was really good. There are other things like Halloween where the score kind of gets tedious. It's that same (laughs) Mm -hmm. over and over and over um i thought that it did to the extent that this movie dragged the music helped move it along a little bit yeah
1: and it's funny because you say dragged but it was only an hour and a half
0: it felt like three
1: it was like a 90 minute movie which you know it wasn't in today's standards That short yeah so
0: my last final thoughts first of all i really liked um tori's wardrobe through this whole thing it's 90s but it's really cool she had like some patchwork jeans and a cool leather coat and her dress was a little too short for my taste, but it was very like of that time, 93, 94, 95. But my other thing that I wanted to talk to you about before we do the ratings is they blow up the well and Tori and her dad are supposed to be living on this property.
1: Well, you don't think they're going to stay there. Do you? After I don't know, there. but
0: you know, I don't know. It's just as somebody, like we kind of live on a farm with a well, <laughs>
1: They're going to sell it and get the $50,000 in real cash.
0: (laughs) And maybe the one gold coin that they
1: still have.
0: Yeah. But I was just like, yeah, they they just blew up that well. (laughs) You can't, of all the things to do... Why would you blow up the well? I don't know. From that's my adult brain looking at something that's meant mm-hmm. for teenagers. Because my adult brain is like, it's going to cost you more than fifty grand to refract that well. <laughs> that's yeah, why, mm-hmm. to re-drill it. Um, or to try to do fracking and ruin your land. Either way, it's going to be more expensive to, to find a new well than it is to just get rid of this leprechaun. So, um, yeah, so let's get into the ratings. One out of ten four-leaf clovers. What do you have for it?
1: I'm going to give it, I mean.
0: Objectively.
1: Yes, this really was, this is something from, but I mean everything from this Our podcast is from our childhood, so I can't, I have to put my nostalgic, you know, Empathy away for a minute and just look at it. And I have to give Leprechaun four four-leaf clovers out of ten.
0: Oh, that's high because I gave that to Strawberry Shortcake. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna air these, but I gave that to Strawberry Shortcake not too long ago. And this for me, it's a solid two. Uh, it was <sighs> it was torture. Watching this movie, and there's it's very clear why I didn't remember it. There's a few funny moments, a few lines here and there, but for the most part, I mean, it is corny rhyming well, and long shots. Maybe
1: I want you to just keep an open mind, and maybe next year for our St. Patrick's Day special, we'll do Leprechaun in the Hood. No, when he raps on stage.
0: No, we're doing Darby O'Gill and the <laughs> Little People. Darby O'Gill and the Little People is I wish that we had watched that. that from the 50s not quite our childhood but i remember watching it every saint patrick's day i'd love to revisit that but i cannot i don't think i can look at another minute of a leprechaun franchise movie so to recap our recap two four leaf clovers for megan four for steve it's a three on average but lucky charms
1: Lucky Charms got a solid four out of five, yeah.
0: Four out of five, and um, if I were going to put cereal in my body every morning, I would eat it again. (laughs) I'm I'm not really, um, at this stage in my life, prepared to have that kind of sugar in the morning right before I go to work and teach all day. Um, Yeah, so four out of five for Lucky Charms, three out of ten for Leprechaun. I can't recommend that you watch this along with us. But if you want to, you can find the links on our website, stopruiningmychildhood.com. And also you can find links to listen to the very podcast that you're listening to and follow us on social media. There's also some information about us and links to our books because we're both authors as well. So stop by, say hello, leave a review. Um,
1: Most importantly, happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: Happy St. Patrick's Day. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. We hope to see you next week. Thanks, everybody.